0: We're here today to speak with one of the contributors to our new book, How to Heal Our Divides. Martin Brooks has been with Peace Catalyst International since 2011 when he and his wife Susan returned from Turkish Cyprus. Drawing on the teachings and examples of Jesus, Martin has worked with local churches and mosques to create safe spaces to ask questions and build greater trust between Christians and Muslims. He's organized dialogue events, Iftar meals, and peace feasts with Palestinians, Syrians, Turks, Pakistanis, Somalis, Kurds, and Iranians. As Peace Catalyst Director of Partnerships, he organized a cooperative effort between Peace Catalyst International, World Vision, World Relief, Sojourners, National Association of Evangelicals, Pathways Center for Mutual Respect at Yale University, Evangelicals for Social Action, Global Immersion Project, National Latino Evangelical Coalition, and Evangelicals for Middle East Understanding. This partnership was called Evangelicals for Peace and brought together evangelical groups to help the churches understand foreign policy issues through the lens of the Prince of Peace. Martin has a Master's of International Relations from Near East University and is pursuing a Doctorate of Education and Social Change at Bellarmine University. Martin, it's so wonderful to have you uh, participating in this program. Uh, Thanks so much for uh, joining us.
1: Well, it's my great pleasure, Brian. Thanks for having me.
0: So, you know, I did a little bit of your background, but maybe you could expand on that for folks that uh, don't know you as well.
1: Yeah, Uh, my wife and I went to Mozambique, Africa in 1996 as missionaries. Um, And so we, we came into this work through a missions background, but you mentioned that we went to Turkish Cyprus, um that was the the last time we lived internationally as as a family and in that experience we uh, became i became great friends with uh palestinians uh that lived there and it really sort of rocked my world because many of the things that i'd been taught about muslims um i was i was in relationship in friendship i was able to uh, explore those things and realize that much of what i'd been taught was based on stereotypes and um, wasn't very nuanced. So we returned to the States and uh, began saying these things to the churches and the churches were not sympathetic. It was a post 9-11 world. Um, Muslims were the enemy um, in in the minds of many. And uh, they, the the churches had a hard time accepting that uh, we needed to change our posture toward Muslims. So that's when I joined Peace Catalyst. Uh, That was 2011, Um, and here we are today.
0: So um, tell us about how Peace Catalyst got started and, you know, how it evolved to what it looks like today.
1: Peace Catalyst was started in 2010 uh, by Rick Love. Uh, Dr. Rick Love had been the uh, executive uh, director of Frontiers Missions. And he'd resigned from Frontiers a couple of years before that, uh, had, done the, had helped organize the Common Word Conference at Yale University. Uh, the Muslim community had written an open letter to the Christian community uh, talking about a common word of love between uh, Muslims and, and Christians. And they suggested that we should build on that platform of love. Even though there are theological differences, uh, we should, should learn to thrive together. Um, so that was pre-Peace uh, pre Catalyst, but very influential in the beginnings of Peace Catalyst. So a couple of years after that, Rick started Peace Catalyst in 2010. I joined in 2011. Uh, of course, Rick uh, passed away in December of 2019, and I'm now the, uh, the president of Peace Catalyst. And if you had to summarize the mission of Peace Catalyst,
0: you know, just in a phrase or two, what would it be?
1: Um, it started to help Christians mend the divide with Muslims, and that's been our focus for the last 10 years. You mentioned several uh, peace Feast events that I had done personally here here in Louisville with different populations um, that live here. We've done many conferences uh, working with Muslims, trying to help Christians understand Muslims in the U.S. Um, Muslims, of course, are a minority population, you know, one to three percent of the total population. And Christians hold power here in the U.S., um, and are not terribly motivated to um, reach beyond the walls of the church to understand the other. So we, we started trying to help Christians understand Muslims, but more than understand, come into contact with Muslims. Um, we, you can get on the web and, and read all kinds of things that may or may not be accurate, um, but the real in relationship, we can ask questions that sometimes would come off offensive without the relationship first. So we were trying to facilitate those those relationships. Good,
0: good. So um, there's also a book that Rick wrote, a Peace Catalyst book. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I, I forget the year that he wrote that. About two thousand fourteen, as as I recall, and it was an attempt to articulate uh, a theological foundation for for building peace. Um, you know, so many of I, I grew up in in very conservative churches, and uh, peace building is what what liberal people did. Um, you know, we, we were all about saving the lost, you know, and, and proclaiming, proclaiming the gospel. And it was a, it was a journey for me uh, to, to shift that paradigm to where uh, we can seek the mutual thriving of everyone. And so the book Peace Catalyst was uh, sharing Rick's journey, um, a, a similar journey that I just to my own. Um, and then giving some some theological um, space for that to happen, because there's this there's this angst that we feel um, as like a conservative evangelical. It's like, am I disappointing God by not uh, aggressively evangelizing people? And, and Rick wanted to help people resolve that that conflict, that inner conflict. So that's that's that book. Good, good, good. Um, so PCI offers like experiential
0: learning, training, various types of activism. Can you talk a little bit more about your specific programs?
1: Yeah, we're in um, 15 or 17 cities in the U.S. We have one couple that lives in um, Sarajevo in Bosnia and another couple that lives in Indonesia. So the so the programs differ from city to city. We would encourage our staff to assess what's going on in your city and then choose from the different programs that we've run other places um, to to run locally. Essentially all peacemaking is local. What's going on with the people across the the table from you? Now, Rick's vision for Peace Catalyst was to be both local approaching peacemaking from a grassroots level, but also realizing that there's um, a collective uh, thinking narrative that needs to be addressed from uh, both in a political uh, realm uh, and in the the church hierarchy. So Rick was very intentional and we continue to be intentional about bringing leaders together from uh, different organizations, uh, even building connections with um, policymakers, um, trying to understand how what happens domestically affects what happens internationally. Um, so specific programs, if we were to go into a, a city, one of our, our key events is called a peace feast, and we will go to a, an ethnic restaurant and you know what's your slowest night of the week we'll bring you you know 50 to 80 people and uh, have a conversation around the ethnicity represented by the owner of the restaurant usually um so as i said uh as you read in in the intro bio you know we've done uh persian peace feast turkish peace feast etc you know just just many and that's a, a great way to bring people together uh, over a meal, meals help relax the whole uh, environment, and then our our desire was that friendships would develop from that. And what we found in time was that that takes a little bit more effort. It's one thing to come share a meal, one thing to go to a seminar, but to for the friendships to develop, um, I don't know if it's a, if it's a different skill set. A uh, different personality type, but we've we spent some time thinking about how do we move it to the next level, and the next level would be collaborating with these marginalized groups to, to help them achieve their, um, their desires, and, and we do this all through the, the lens of Jesus, believing that he went to uh, the other, marginalized and embraced them and empowered them Um, so we find our our example um in the in the teachings and example of of jesus excellent excellent
0: well how would you recommend that uh people get involved in uh work that uh peace catalyst does
1: well uh, we we have just started. We're launching. We we haven't even announced it publicly yet. We've done some pilot groups of a, a Facebook group that's called Christ, the Christian Peace Building Network. And for people who, um, th- the purpose of this set of modules that, that people work through either individually or with a small group of people is not to convince you that you need to be need to pursue peace, but um, to equip the person on how to, to give them some tools, um, and the, the first few units, uh, the first one is on shalom, um, and we, we think of shalom as uh, what was present in the garden at creation, what God called very good, and we've been given this ministry of reconciliation. Um, as ambassadors for the Prince of Peace. So Shalom, I'm off topic, sorry. Shalom uh, is the first unit. The second unit is understanding some tools to understand what's going on uh, on the surface level and a deeper level. The third unit is on uh, connecting to how are some practical ways that we can connect in healthy ways that we can connect. Instead of showing up with all of the answers, um, how can we empower the people around us? And the the fourth unit is on um, collaborating, working together uh, to pursue uh, the peace of of the city. So that's one way to to join that Facebook group is a a great introduction, and it's not just Peace Catalyst that's in that group. Uh, World Evangelical Alliance uh, Peace and Reconciliation Network has also joined us to help administer that group. Um, uh, Another group, Telos, uh, has joined us to help uh, administer that group. Um, And uh, the Global Immersion Project is also involved uh, in that group. So so to join that group, you would be getting the thinking of, of several Christian peace building or peace oriented uh, organizations the second way to get involved with peace catalyst is of course go to the to the web page we're always looking for more staff and volunteers and we're we're right now rethinking um, the mission and vision we've been known as an organization that that brings Christians and Muslims together but we don't want to imply that Muslims are are the problem. Uh, they're, they're our friends. So we're and the things that we've learned working with Muslims as a minority group in in the US is that the, the same principles apply to any marginalized group. And the the evangelical churches, the conservative churches, have not done a very good job of connecting to the other. And we would like to be in a position where we help the the churches understand, connect, collaborate, seek the mutual thriving of of all. Um, again, I go back to that passage in Jeremiah 29, um, where it says seek the, the peace, seek the shalom of, of the city. So we Rick referred to that passage a lot, and and we still reference back to it. So so the two things would be the Facebook group, go to the web page and talk to us about becoming staff. We want to become a mobilizing agency, like a sending agency, sort of like a mission agency. But but our mission is um, the restoration of shalom. Peace, full stop, no, no evangelism connected to it. So don't, don't hear me say this is like a platform for evangelism. This is a, a platform to, to point to Jesus as amazing, but to seek the shalom, to seek the, the mutual thriving of everyone as we work together.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Um, I'm sure with the pandemic, you've had to suspend the peace feasts. Um, you know, and more in-person kinds of things like that. Do you see those coming back next year? Say,
1: well, who knows? Um, <laughs> the you know the the news changes um, as as the pandemic ebbs and flows, and you know will will the vaccinations uh, in the U.S. Uh, ha- affect things, and and our work is mostly in the U.S., but it's also international, you know, and what will happen internationally. Uh, we certainly hope the Peace Feast will uh, return, um, but uh, at, like everybody, we're, we're learning to do things on Zoom, um, and, you know, there, there are small gatherings that, that are happening. I think what, what COVID brought about for us was uh, a deepening of the relationships that already existed. It's, it's been difficult to create new relationships over Zoom, but, but COVID has given us time to, to go deeper with a few relationships that were already established. Interesting. Interesting. I can, I can see
0: that uh, being the case. Well, Martin, um, thank you very much for the wonderful work that that you are doing, that Peace Catalyst is doing, um, and thank you for participating in this book. I think you know it's a contribution of uh, healing divides. That's an important one, and I want people to be able to learn about it. So, uh, thank you.
1: Absolutely. Thank Thank you for um, for the opportunity to participate in the book and the and the opportunity to celebrate uh, what has what's going on. Uh, John Paul Lederach wrote, wrote a book. Um, oh, I just lost the name of it. Anyway, John Paul Lederach wrote, wrote a book uh, that talked about how if we, we need to understand, we need to be able to see ourselves in relationship with the other. And part of being able to see ourselves in relationship with the other is having opportunities to tell the stories, the success stories of what's happening, to read about all the different organizations that you're highlighting and the good things that are happening so that. Um, so that we can have this moral imagination, which is the name of the book, The Moral Imagination by John Paul Lederach. Is a, is ah, a okay, good, good,
0: good. Well, yeah, I mean, it's always nice to have some good news to talk about and, and some success stories, as you said, as opposed to just the uh, bad things that we hear every day in the news.
1: Definitely. All right, thanks again, Martin. Thank you so much, Brian.